0: Do you ever feel the need for speed? Well, experience the thrill of indoor karting at Tampa Bay Grand Prix, located at 12350 Automobile Boulevard in Clearwater. Call 727-527-8464. They have state-of-the-art electric carts racing around a quarter-mile road circuit. Bring your family, friends, and teammates for some speed, fun, and competition at Tampa Bay Grand Prix Indoor Karting Facility. Call 727-527-8464. Visit their website at tampabaygp.com.
1: The Datsun 510 you're looking at has endured more than four and a half years of this at the Bob Bondurant School of High Performance Driving, Ontario Motor Speedway.
0: If a Datsun 510 with minor modifications can take this kind of abuse that long, who knows how long a new 510 will last out there. Drive a Datsun, then decide. i'm john morton and this is the 240z we've won so many races with now this one's been specially modified for racing but many of the features that make this car a champion on the racetracks also make it an excellent performer on the street power for instance there's a 2.4 liter overhead cam engine up there and it really moves out the handling is special too with fully independent rear suspension and the Datsun has big disc brakes up front. When you're going this fast, I wouldn't have it any other way. Best of all, Datsun is more than just a fine racing machine. It's a luxurious GT car with all the trimmings. After all, there's more to life than winning races.
1: Hey, this is Ted Nugent celebrating the American Dream on Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
0: Is that thing on in there? Hello? Hello? Hey, I think it's on. It's working. Hey, flip the switch. Okay. We are live. Wait a minute. Are we live? Oh, we are. Hey, everybody. Welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. World famous, of course. Now that we're all over the Internet, run to your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com and you'll see my smiling face here live in the studio in downtown Clearwater. Also, be sure to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Run to the Stuff page and put your order in for one of our spectacular, cool, stunning t-shirts, okay? I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey, speaking of which, you know, I was over at, uh, Ann Romney was here in town, in Clearwater, or actually in Largo, so I went over there, got my media credentials, and uh, stood up on the little platform they have where all the other media guys, and uh, hung out, so it was pretty cool. She did a good job. And uh, our state, uh, what was it, our Attorney General, she was there, Pam Bondi, is that her name? Okay, I get it. (laughs) Anyway, oh yeah, run to Facebook, like us on Facebook, and giveaway, giveaway, hey, this weekend, guess what? Grand Funk Railroad, Saturday night. So, the 13th caller... But before I get to that, hang on a second. The guys that call in all the time and get lucky enough to get the tickets, please give the other guys a break, okay? Because there's some other callers that call in and they go, man, we never get a ticket, we never get a ticket. But like, they're entitled tickets, too. The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. So anyway, so... Two tickets to Grand Funk Railroad this weekend. Okay, now that is the American band, Grand Funk. That's at the Mahaffey, right? Okay. So, anyway, so call in, 13th caller, two tickets to Grand Funk Railroad. That'll be fun. I'll probably be there myself. No, all I, I no, dig them. Now, if Pam Bondi was going to be there as your date, I'm in. I'm calling right now. <laughs> should be your date because I'm married. Hey, man. What up? Anyway, okay, what else? We got a great show for you tonight. Don't forget, tomorrow night, uh, Quick Steak and Lube car show, okay, right down there on 49th Street. Are, and are, are you going to record anything out there tomorrow? No. I'm just going to go there and be a silent observer and look at everybody's cars and, you know, do my thing. Hey, by the way, if you're in the cars and you know I'm in the cars and you need an appraisal, a pre purchase inspection, or what else to call them? Oh, yeah, diminished values. Give me a call, 727 541 1741. My name is Robert, of course. I'm your Instead host. Instead of 411, call Five four one. That's seven two seven five four one one seven four. Hey, run that commercial real quick. I like that one. That's a cool commercial. <laughs> anyway, hey, big shout out to my friends over there, Heacock Insurance in Lakeland. And matter of fact, next month, in the middle of the month, we have. Uh, let's see what do we got. Oh yeah, we got the Mirror Lake, car show, and they're having an auction over there. Okay, so check out our website. We've got it on our calendar. Go check it out for more details. Big shout out to my friend Dom Forte at Forte's Inboard and in Auto Marine in Pinellas Park. If you need your bad boat fixed Well, we still have some boating season left, give him a call. He'll fix your inboard. And if you need your tricked-out hot rod, your motorsports car of any kind, he will fix that, too. Give him a call, 727-544-6440. That's you d- 544-6440. What? You know who you never give a shout-out to? Who? Alan. Alan! Alan, hey, if you're listening. Hi, Alan. If you need... Well, you know what? Alan's kind of got his own little thing. I mean, I would love to give him a plug. I'll give him a plug, but I won't give his phone number out over the phone, over the air, because he doesn't want me to. But anyway, Alan's a super mechanic. (laughs) But if you need somebody that fixes a little, a really cool foreign car, matter of fact, Ferraris, he's good at Ferraris, he's good at Mazas, he's good at Fords, he's good at all those kind of cars. Alan, but you gotta call us here. I call me at the website or at the uh, at Motorsports dot com seven two seven five four one one seven four one. I'll give you Alan's number because I have to check one because he is so busy. He says I'm not taking on any more work. I got so much work I don't know what to do. I mean he's got wrenches everywhere. If you've ever been over to a shop, he's a hoarder. He's a hoarder. Yeah, there's no question. You know what? If 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 he had some really and he's got cool cars. He's, if he had some stuff he wanted to get rid of, pickers would be all over that place. Matter of fact, pickers. I'm I've been I'm, in, I'm a hoarder too. You're a hoarder too. Okay. Well, anyway, but you don't hoard the stuff we hoard. We hoard car parts and cool stuff and antiques and stuff like that. You hoard... Yeah, maybe the Pickers can get over there and pick something. Yeah, well, anyway, hey, speaking of which, I was just getting ready to tell you that uh, Mike Wolf from Pickers, okay, I was in touch with his PR people, he will be coming on our show in the spring when he's done, you know, ravaging all those places and pillaging all the cool places and barns and shops and storage facilities uh, across the southeast we and northwest and southwest we need the uh, we need a uh, guy with a white hair on storage wars what's his name uh, barry barry weiss we need him too well, that's a good possibility. I can contact them. I mean, you know, you know, it's funny how, you know, they're on History Channel or they're on Discovery or whatever. You contact them. They say, no, you got to talk to the PR people. PR people say, well, no, you got to contact them. And then they actually say, well, we don't know how to get a hold of the other one. We, the PR guys do not know how to get a hold of the guys at the, you know, the channel. You know, and they say, well, that's. Gotta, yeah, tell them. You say, you should be able to know. You're yeah, on, you're, you're, on, you're, you're the PR people. You're, you're, on you're on supposed the, to you're know that. The, you're on the Hitler Channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big shout out to my friends, Dougie. And Glenn over at Habitat for Humanities, okay? If you need some old stuff for your house, some... Do- or, hey, you know what they need? They need donations. So if you got some stuff laying around that you didn't use on your house, and you fix who, it all up... Who needs a donation? The guys at Habitat for Humanities. I go down there all the time, I love rummaging around in there, you know, because I'm always a tanker and I'm fixing something around my house. So give them a call down at Habitat for Humanities on the corner of 49th Street and Almerton, 727-209-2199, 727-209-2199. And, like I said, don't forget, this weekend at the DuPont Registry on tech drive is cars and coffee starts at seven o'clock in the morning goes to nine o'clock 250 300 cars cool stuff i mean you got old porsches you got jaguars you got mgbs you got high rods muscle cars sports cars those other things they call chevrolets you know they got bowtie emblems on them i'm not a big fan of but anyway so everything is there plus you can get your coffee obviously and your croissants and your danishes and whatever else you got but then When we leave, like between 7, let's say 8.30 and 9, some people leave a little bit later, we all run down the street about a mile and a half down the road, and we descend on Cracker Barrel and get a real breakfast. So, Billy, you got to show up there one time with us. Matter of fact, Dave has been trying to talk me into doing a live remote from down there, which one of these days I might do. But we'd have to do like a two-hour show real early in the morning. Can you get up early in the morning like that, Dave? I mean, uh, Billy? Well, he was talking about uh, going out to... uh Going out to the uh, Moon Lake area, and they got a they got a new restaurant out there. It's called uh, Crackhead Barrel. Crackhead Barrel. <laughs> Moon Lake, yeah. For all you guys that don't know, that's uh, was that Pasco County? And <laughs> do they actually have a paved road up there? I don't know, but there's a lot of people missing teeth up there. A lot of and tattoos. They got a lot of tattoos up there. A lot of Ford trucks. A lot of Chevy trucks. That's a, lot, a four a of, by four. A lot of History Channel up there. A lot of History Channel up there. <laughs> what are those guys that uh, catch the fish with the bare hands? Those are noodlers. Is that what it is? Okay. Well, anyway, so that's the news. Don't forget Grand Funk Railroad this weekend. Call in the 11th call. I see the phone ring, and somebody got like eight number eight so far. Yep. Okay. Um, any rate, yep. oh, in two weeks, two weeks we have Stevie Nicks at the Mahaffey. So if you guys want to call in for her tickets, keep that in mind. Okay, How, How's she looking? She's she, she, she getting skinny, or she staying, uh, she's staying average weight. No, she's looking good. She's looking good. Okay. How old the, is she? uh you know what it's funny because i was looking at some of these uh guys from the bands that i used to listen to in the 60s 70s and some of these guys are pushing 70 and change um you know the guys from uh three dog night for example because the original band members cory was name is cory i can't remember his last name but wells cory wells started with a band out west and he's 71 or 72 years old now and uh, so he went from The Enemies, was the name of his band. Matter of fact, he used to be one of the house bands at Whiskey A Go Go in uh, L.A., as well as The Doors, all the other cool bands that we play every once in a while. Oh, we got a phone ring. Anyway, hey, let's, uh, speaking of which. Tur- turn on the turntable. Turntable? We got some on the turntable? See if you can make that. Take the scratches out first, though. <laughs> and that's a cool 60s band. Now, this is a band that's based out of, uh, I think, San Jose, California, back in the 60s. And the name of the band is Chocolate Watch Band, the song Sweet Young Thing. Sweet Young band,
2: Let's block away. the way Sweet
0: sugar lips, I like to kiss all day I climb the stairs do the 30th flow. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat, right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, and nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Talk Radio Network, a.m. 1340.
2: I'm Bob Lutz, former vice chairman of General Motors, and I like listening to nostalgic radio and cars and Semper Fi.
0: Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into nostalgic radio and cars. And guess what? I'm really excited tonight, Billy. I'm excited tonight. I got a really, really cool guest coming on. You know what? I got to introduce him. All right, let me tell you about this guy. He's a comedian. He's an author. He's been around for a long time, he's had a number of TV shows, radio shows, he's been in the industry for a long time, but you know what, he's a family guy, but more importantly, you know what the best thing is, this guy's a real, honest car guy. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show this evening, Adam Carolla. Adam, are you there? Thanks for having me. Yeah, how you doing? So how am I doing so far as a novice? <laughs>
1: that's me. I mean, yeah, I'm a car guy, and you're you're doing a fine job of talking about it.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, how are things in sunny California?
1: Uh, they're good, man. It's 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 been hot out here, and you know when you're a car guy, <laughs> you know uh, I got a couple of warehouses in the San Fernando Valley and pushing one car to the next and backing them in and out and working on them and doing all that kind of stuff. You know it's 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 a little it's it's vapor lock weather. I mean I drove my ferrari over at leno's place he did a test drive on it and not only did he run it out of gas but then once we put gas back into it it was so hot it, it like vapor locked and it's still sitting there by the way i gotta go get it
0: is that the one when uh... i saw that on uh, one of the youtube channels where the speedometer cable was making noise because it needed a little bit of lithium grease or something like
1: that uh... it was not only making the cable was making noise and eventually he just busted the the dial right off the end of the thing. <laughs> okay. And then I went and put my hand back there and unscrewed it, but then I couldn't get the. Car. It was like 110 degrees outside. Anyway, that was uh about a month ago.
0: Is that what that was?
1: Still been sitting. It's still been sitting there for a month. Yeah, I gotta go get it. But you know, he's got room.
0: <laughs> yeah, room. That's a beautiful car, by the way. That was uh, what 65, 66, 330
1: GT two plus two. Yeah. Sixty, I think 67, but yeah, who's counting, yeah, 66 or 67, I can't remember Yeah, 330 GT, 2-plus-2, 2 2, yeah.
0: Good-looking car. Now, you also have in your stable a car that is very, very dear to my heart, out of my price range now, but years ago it wasn't. You have a Lamborghini 350 GT, right?
1: Too many people know those cars.
0: Well, I it just so happens I'm kind of into the foreign car thing. I mean, I'm a muscle car geek. and I'm a Ford guy, more importantly. But, uh, but yeah, when I was a kid in the old days in Europe, uh, I lived over there, and um, I emailed Matt a a a thing from a, le- a link to a movie that I saw. It was called Del dem awesome Sag and it was a movie that was it's a French movie. But when, I lived in Murano, which is northern Italy, and in that one movie, you know how they do a trailer before, and you're a kid and you're sitting in the movie theater, and there's a trailer, and it might just be one little thing it has nothing to do with the movie, really. But then that, that, that one little sequence, they showed a Lamborghini 350, 350 GT, and I jumped out of my seat, and I said, i got to have that car. I love that car. that's my favorite car. In fact, I still have the Polytoys, 143rd scale, Lamborghini 350 GT. Really? Oh, yeah. But, John, yeah, tell us know, about that car.
1: That ha- you know what happened with me and the Lamborghini uh, 350 GT and the 400 mm-hmm. plus 2 GT is I, was, I went to the uh, Concourse Italiano over there in Pebble Beach, like I do every year. And you know, I was looking at all the Ferraris and and like I normally do with a beer in my hand and then I went over and I saw this Lamborghini 300 uh, 350 TT and and probably the 2 plus 2 as well I don't know if I knew the difference back then and I was looking at it and I said what the heck is this and uh somebody said that's an old Lamborghini and I said jeez I didn't really remember too much before the coontosh and they said oh yeah this is a Lamborghini and for some reason, and I don't know why the 350 part, but I was thinking about, like, the, the Maserati 3500, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, what's this got a straight six in it? And Because it, it, it didn't look like that much car. And they said, no, it's a, it's a V12. And I thought, wow, it's a V12, front-engine V12 Italian. You know, that car, for, for those who are un, uninitiated, it's an aluminum-bodied car. It's independent rear it's four hundred it's 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 four disc brakes it's four cams it's aluminum block aluminum heads obviously aluminum pan uh aluminum valve covers and it's um and it's
0: uh six webers
1: yeah sorry I was about to say that six side draft forty i think d o c uh is it was DOC DOHC, D-O-H-C, D-O-H-C. right mm-hmm. yeah D-O-H-C. Uh, Weber side draft Weber's on the side and I thought wow man that's six carbs and four cams and you know most of the Ferraris were three carbs and two cams and and it's aluminum bodied I said, that's a lot of car and when you open the door it's uh, you know stainless steel or polished aluminum uh, sills and all around the door and everything and I said that's just a lot of car and they didn't make very many of them at all and they were pretty cheap, like because no one really knew what they were. So I thought, you know, I'd get uh, a couple of those. <laughs>
0: a couple of those. Okay. Uh,
1: so I got a couple two plus two four hundreds, which is a nice car, mm-hmm. and a couple or one one of the three fifties. And you know, everyone makes a big deal, like oh, the three fifty such a superior. Uh, the four hundred looks about the same, and if anything, maybe even a little better. Honestly. So it's not, there's no big difference
0: there. Well, now, does, um, does yours have the oval headlights or on the 350 and then the two round headlights? Like, in other words, it's got the Euro model yep. headlights? Okay. That's yep. cool.
1: It, it has the oval one piece that almost looks... They're actually from a school bus, bus. or something, like a European school mm-hmm. bus. Uh, that's on the 350 and then the two headlights on the... on the uh, On the 400. Uh, bus, too. Yeah, the four hundred. Yeah, which is a four liter. And eh, the four liter's got a little more bottom end, you know? It's maybe a little more drivable. But they're they're really cool pieces. And you know, with the Ferraris they made you know, it it's just like this. It's like I love the Ferrari Lusso, the two fifty Luso mm-hmm. but it's got a live rear axle and it's got a three liter and it's two cams and it's three carbs and um it's got like a push button overdrive, and they made like you know four hundred, three hundred and seventy-five or four hundred of them or something like that. Those cars are a million bucks, and these cars they made like a hundred and twenty-three of them or hundred and twenty-five. or so They don't even know. I mean, they made way fewer of these cars, and they're four cams and three and a half liters, and so on and so forth, and you know, independent rear and so on and so forth, and they're just a lot cheaper. So I think one day, and they already have recognized the value of these cars, but I, I think they're going to go up as the years go on.
0: Well, they're pushing three hundred now, right? 300 oh, a
1: two plus two just sold for three fifty one at an auction at Pebble Beach. Wow. Yeah, and so theoretically, they're more the the. I don't know. Somehow the two plus twos have sort of caught up to the three uh, fifties, but uh, uh, but uh, yeah, really nice three fifties, probably more four
0: and change. Now, how long have you had your cars, the Lamborghinis?
1: I'd like to say twelve years, because that that would have meant I bought it for forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> um, I bought a, a one. One I've had about six. I've had I had one about five, and a, one about six years. One about seven years. I'm trying to think. One about uh had the two plus two I got about seven, eight years ago and the three fifty I got like six years ago. Uh maybe seven years ago. And uh then I bought another two plus two that was a little, little bit rough shape. Um uh it's about three years ago. Well,
0: like you're that. in pretty good do you know uh Jim Kaminsky by any chance?
1: No, I don't know Jim Kaminsky. Uh
0: Jim Kaminsky is here in Clearwater, St. Petersburg area where I'm at, and he is mm-hmm. the president of the Lamborghini Club.
1: Oh well then probably probably
0: met him okay he's a good guy and uh, he's real good friends with shaughnessy out there out your way the ferrari Lamborghini guy
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: but um now i gotta tell you that i think the 350 gt um and the reason you know and obviously you know the story of how the car came to fruition you know with fruit yeah. having a problem with ferrari and stuff but sure. that is a beautiful car i mean it's just the styling is just gorgeous and it's timeless it really is and you're right people are Finally get onto it, but now you've got some Muras, or you got yeah. How many mirrors do you have? One or two of those as as well. Two, you do. So tell us about those.
1: Uh, I have a '69 and a '70 uh, S. Mm-hmm. Um, one is orange with the gold rockers, and the other is uh, uh, blue note day, like a dark blue or midnight blue with the gold rims and rockers. Mm.
0: And that's got the. Uh, now, one of them you did, did you do any modifications to them, or are they relatively stock cars?
1: One of them is uh, very stock. Oh, well, not really, uh, I, I should say. Yeah, one of them is pretty stock, except for I bought it from a guy who used to literally drive it from L.A. to Vegas.
2: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, so he put in, like, four electric cooling fans, and he got rid of the Webbers and put these downdraft aftermarket uh Porsche racing triple,
0: oh, like Solexes or something like that.
1: Yeah, but they're not Solexes, but they're like uh, they're like an aftermarket uh triple okay. setup because that car has four triples, not six downdraft. Okay, if you make sense.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know where you're going. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you got twelve, and it's uh, a transverse, perils, either
0: tran- way. right? Plus, it's a transverse-mounted motor.
1: Br- it's a transverse-mounted <laughs> uh, mid-engine V12.
0: Now, tell us, give us a, just a little, what, what's the sensation like? I, I'm familiar with the car. I've never driven one. I've never ridden in one of those. The 350s I have and 400s. But what's it like in a, in a Mira?
1: Well, it's nice. It's, I mean, especially if you've taken the uh, air filters off, which I always do, because you want to see those stacks right behind your head, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a row of 12 stacks that are literally just behind your head and you know gurgling and popping and you know when you get into it it sounds great because it's it's a transverse mounted mid-engine you just you see so you look out you look at your rear view mirror and you see 12 stacks
2: uh-huh.
1: it's just a great you know it, it's wildly impractical and yeah, they don't handle that they don't do anything that well other than look really cool
0: well, yeah. Well, now let me ask you this, because it's a transverse-mounted motor, and so I mean, it's like almost like a direct drive, really. If you think about it, you know, axle comes off the front, off the front of the motor, and another one comes off the half shot or does it go through some sort of tranny deal on those things?
1: It goes through a tranny okay. deal, like some sort of ZF something. Okay. And the early ones shared the same sump um, with the gearbox and the engine. So the tranny fluid, uh, you know, the tranny oil and the engine oil were both shared. Okay. They were, like, cast into the same uh, pan, essentially. So uh, later on, when they made some of the later S's and the later SV's, they switched it so it was a separate baffle system. And a lot of times, guys change it when they get those cars rebuilt. They put a baffle in or whatever in a separate tap in a separate... Drain plug, and they can, you know, they essentially separate the engine oil from the tranny oil or fluid. But, um, you know, as uh, by the way, Leno, who has two of them and evidently doesn't have the baffle in them, says, eh, who cares? You know, it's like it's kind (laughs) of right. You know, it's not like you drive the car enough to, you know, you don't do a bunch of high speed cornering and you don't drive them enough to really, you know, make a difference one way or the other. But when people rebuild those cars, they'll do it, and they'll bring it up to SV spec, as they say on that car.
0: Okay. All right. Now, you're, you have, okay, so we've, we've covered four or five cars right now, and, or six, actually, including the Ferrari. So what other cool little pieces you got laying around littering your, your basement?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Datsun race cars. Okay. Mainly. That that's my main thing is probably Dodson race cars and some Paul Newman, some old Paul Newman race cars and um, uh, various other bits and pieces. I have a three uh, point um, group group two Batmobile um, BMW. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: CSL. CS's.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, CSL. Uh, it's a race car. That's cool. Yeah, it's. I like them in the race car trim. I mean, they're cool in non-race car trim, too, but I, I like the race car version of them a lot. Okay. Uh, they look good. On the track, um, I have a Jim Fitzgerald, uh, the 280ZX, uh, the, uh, the GTU car that was uh, Paul Newman's driving partner.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, His last race was here in St. Petersburg, by the way.
1: Oh, well, maybe I knew that.
0: Yeah. We were there at that race. It was unfortunate that he got killed, but he was a good guy.
1: Yeah. Well, you can get killed at the race. Oh, Fitzgerald, sorry. Fitzgerald yeah, did, yeah. He did get killed, yeah. I thought you were talking about Newman. No,
2: no no no, 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 no.
1: Yeah, Fitzgerald's last race was uh, St. Petersburg, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. Um, speaking of Fitzgerald's car, and, you know, they say he died uh, before he crashed, but I don't know. Um, he. Uh, I, the story is he had like a heart attack while he's driving a car or
0: something right and hit the wall
1: yeah um the car he was driving or i have both his cars i have um, i have a zx and i have uh, newman's 300z and then another 300 z that they both drove when they won the championship in like 84 mm-hmm so those are um, like GTU cars, and I have those cars. And uh, some of them—they're all in kind of different states of uh, repair or disrepair. Um, I got a, recently got a, a Newman. Uh, well, it was a Camaro, but it was also supposed to have an Oldsmobile body on it. It was also driven by Walter Payton back in the day. And uh like a eighty seven. And um I got some B R E race cars, uh... Pete Brock race cars, uh I got the B R E five ten eighty five uh Bobby Allison car. And I have the the first two B R E Roadsters, uh Dotson Roadsters, and um I got a Electromotive Z and uh, and I got a couple of Bob Sharp cars, uh who was Newman's. Uh Sponsor, our partner, building partner, Newman Sharp. Right. Uh, racing. So, uh, dots and stuff, and just, uh, you know, most of the stuff. I don't know what this is going <laughs> to, if this makes sense. <laughs> anyone listening or not about uh, Beary Roadsters. But um, Pete Brock worked with Carol Shelby. Pete Brock was sort of the brains behind the Daytona Coupe um, that won the Manufacturers' Championship. the the Daytona Cobra Coupe, Um, the iconic you know I don't know eight million dollar car now, and uh, Brock basically built that car and then uh, like everybody you know left Carroll Shelby and went and started his own team, and uh, John Morton drove for him and the most iconic car is probably the Datsun five hundred and ten the BRE. Mm-hmm. 510 car that Morton won every race he ran in when they had the 2.5 Trans Am.
0: Dueling it out with the Alphas.
1: He dueling it out with the Alphas and uh, Horse Quack and guys like that. Right. And and so uh, I got the sister car to that 46 uh, BRE car, but I also have the two Roadsters, which won like, national champion, or or regional championships before that. So he started off with two thousand and Roadsters, and that's what I have. And I drove one uh, last year, or you know, the year before last year, most recently
0: okay.
1: uh, one year and three weeks ago uh, at um,
0: Laguna Seca.
1: Yeah, and uh, that car won the Rolex Cup which
0: is pretty exciting. Neat. Well, now, you know, both Pete Brock and John Morton, uh, actually, Pete and I are pretty good friends. Um, Morton's been on, both of them have been on the show, which is kind of cool. But now, are you, you're you aware that, that he used to race trucks, too, right? B R E trucks? Yeah, no, both of them did.
1: Well, yeah. Oh, oh I, you mean, like, back in the day?
0: Yeah, in 68, 69. I actually think he started out with trucks. Actually, when he left Shelby...
1: Oh, you're talking about off-road stuff?
0: Yeah, he did a little bit of that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the off-road trucks. Uh, so well, I figured you... Well,
1: I know... I I I know B I know BRE did did Baja mm-hmm. and I know they had a five ten Baja and they had a Z Baja mm-hmm. and I guess they had a Datsun truck right but that's the extent of it I mean that's all I know about it but you're, you're talking about off road right extensively mm-hmm. yeah yeah I do I do know I do know a little bit about the Baja stuff.
0: Have you ever had a desire to do that? Because I know you do vintage racing. We'll get into that in a minute. But how about any Baja ambitions?
1: Um, it comes up from time to time. It seems so dusty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I have. A, I, I swear, I swear to you, when when I race, I clean the windshield once, and then I clean it again, and then I clean the inside of it, and then I clean my wink mirror, and then I clean my visor, my helmet, and then I clean my sunglasses, and then when I go out to the track I to grid, I I bring a rag with me, and I have a rag, a microfiber rag, stuffed between my, really, my crotch for the entire race, just in case I want to wipe my, my visor down. <laughs> uh, and I'm so, like, uh, particular a, particular's a good word
0: okay <laughs> i i
1: have i I have this um this hyper vigilance problem where if there's something on the windshield i'll stare at it and probably go into the dirt you know uh-huh. so I'm so weird with cleaning the windshield constantly like cleaning the windshield and cleaning the mirrors and cleaning the rear and cleaning everything like if I went out there with schmutz on my sunglasses i'd go nuts for <laughs> or, or the course of a race, you know uh-huh. so when I think about. When I think about Baja or off-road stuff, I just think dirt and dust, and it drives me nuts.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Let's go back to the very—the question I should have asked you at the very beginning is: What got your interest in cars? I mean, what, what was your, what was the big allure, luring thing for you in cars? I mean, and and then did you ever play with you know your typical Mustangs and Camaros and Chevelles and Pontiacs and Torinos and junk like that? Oh, I should say that, good cars like that.
1: Yes. Um, no, and um, my dad is not only not into cars, he's like kind of anti-car. Like, okay. think of, uh, I don't know, a gay artist or something who just uh, looks at that stuff for for the bourgeoisie. Okay. So he, he had no interest in cars whatsoever, never owned a tool, and never turned a wrench. Um just lived in a series of, like, sort of crappy apartments with no garages. Uh, I had the mechanical gene early and often. I wanted to, but I'd go to other people's houses and, you know, use their tools and wrench on my bicycle and that kind of stuff. And when I got out of high school, I just went to work doing construction. And, unfortunately, I was forced to drive mainly Nissan and Datsun, even uh, mini trucks. Uh, you know, unfortunately, because of the nature of my work, I had to pick, be able to carry five sheets of plywood. You know, and you just uh-huh. couldn't do that in a Z car. You know, so um, mm-hmm. barely have enough money really to dr- drive around the, the the Z car. You know, the sports car, and drive around the truck. Even though I'd had a, I got a roadster and I got a Z car, but it's like I never had insurance for them, and I've never in a garage, and I was always wrenching on them. I never had any money, so. um I, I just I just never had a penny, and I, I really can't explain just how broke I was from high school on. And at a certain point, after I got into show business, I started making money. And for the first eh, little, little period of time, I... Hold on one second.
0: Sure. Hey, in case you guys just tuned in to Radio Creative Cars, my special guest for the evening is Adam Corolla. Okay, so Sorry. he's Thanks. here talking yeah. about cars. And uh, Adam, welcome back to the Sorry. show. Just That's okay. Question about dinner. Um, so I really Taco Bell. I, I didn't, uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> I didn't have any. I, you know, I didn't. I didn't really have any opportunity. And then I finally started making some money. And the first. Thing I did was get a used BMW M3 E30 style. Oh, and I because I thought I always thought that was a cool car, you mm-hmm. know, and very European and everything. And, and then, it, then I I didn't really understand it. I I'd, I'd bought a couple of you know I've, I I drove like M3s and and I just drove nice cars, but I didn't really get into the vintage thing. I it, I didn't it didn't dawn on me. And then at a certain point, it, it dawned on me that that I like these vintage cars, and um, and then I just started collecting these these vintage cars, wow. and vintage race cars mainly.
0: Okay, so American cars, you never you never got into them then, right?
1: Well, I never. No, I never did. Um, I I went I went from well, I always thought there there was something I always liked these sort of overhead cam. High revving stuff. Mm -hmm. I always thought there was something really cool. I loved it when I popped the hood on that Z car or that five hundred and ten or that Roadster and saw that big shiny aluminum valve cover with the with the camshaft right under it. You know, I I, for some reason the the idea of push rods bothered me.
0: Okay, well you know. (laughs) go ahead yeah. because we used to call them rice grinders back in the day but that's okay
1: <laughs> yeah no, i i know that i know they work i mean i know the vh work I, I didn't i i didn't like the straight axles even though the roadster does have a straight axle it's basically a truck axle mm-hmm. uh in there but um i i like the i did just something about that uh straight six with the three side draft McCoonies or webers or whatever was on there uh seemed pretty cool to me um but also, some of it was just gas. You got to understand that I didn't have a penny. And gas was starting to shoot up and get really expensive. It's like I drove a, a Nissan mini pickup truck mainly out of cheapness. Like I would have driven a Ford F 250 if I had a few bucks. But that pickup truck, you could beat the crap out of it. It would never break. I mean, I'd load that thing up with. Twenty-five sheets of drywall, so the front wheels were practically coming off the ground, and still just go right up the canyon in it, dropping it, drop a gear, and just go up the canyon. And it was like it was just it mainly done for financial purposes. Okay. And then later on, when I got into vintage racing, and I got into, and and then I I just I've always liked German stuff, Italian stuff, and Japanese stuff. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the occasional Jag, although I don't really have any. I've never, I appreciate the Jags. I mean, especially after going to Goodwood and seeing the revival races there. Oh, wow. But I've never, I've never, there's, you know, there's some cool, there's definitely some cool American cars. Like when I go to um, Laguna Seca and I go hang out with the Edelbrock, hang out with the Edelbrock guys, and I see Smokey Unix, uh, Camaro. hmm I, you know that's a pretty damn cool Trans Am car, and then when you see the, you know, Boss three hundred two and the school bus yellow and all that kind of stuff, that's pretty cool. And um, the guy uh, Bruce Kenapa, the guy I always sort of pit with over there, has a uh, AMC Javelin that he raises. It's you know in the red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And there's a challenge. I mean, there's a Charger. I don't know. Wait, Challenger. Challenger. Cuda green, pretty cool, pretty cool in-race trim on those, uh, you know, those, I mean, I, I love the big-bore Trans Am race, you mm-hmm. know, That that's my vintage, that's my vintage car, and then there's some, you know, love the love, uh, GT350, and especially the R, and of course, they had an all-Cobra race this year, mm-hmm. which was 40 Cobras all on the track, and those guys were going for it, too, and they were hauling ass. So that was pretty exciting, and then there's your mix stuff like you know I kind of dig the Panteras and I kind of dig the Sunbeam Tigers, you know the kind of Euro bodywork with the with the with the American with the Ford, you know um, the big Cleveland VAs. or Windsor I can't remember what's in there, and then uh, yeah the 260 and the Tiger and mm-hmm. then the 289 and. Like I, dig I some of that stuff, but I'm not, I'm not a big like um, I got a Chevelle with a big block, and I'm going in a straight line guy.
0: Okay, I'm much more of a road course kind of guy. I noticed in one of your pictures there on the internet, there uh, your tow vehicle was an excursion. You got an excursion,
1: um,
0: or is that somebody else's?
1: That is uh, the guy who does my cars. My tow vehicle, if we want to get back to uh, American, is uh, diesel. Uh, Ford Dually, three fifty, good man. There's
0: your American car. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Okay, that's good. Hey, let's. You want to digress for a second? You want to talk about uh, Ace on a house and a little bit about because I see I used to work in construction too. So you know we're always looking for uh, some some to change the subject a little bit here. We can talk about construction for a minute or two if you want. Obviously, I want to push your book. And then, uh, what's the worst misuse of tools you've ever seen on the job? Regardless of whether it's wrenches for a car, automotive, or whether it's some guy swinging a hammer on a roof.
1: Well, I, you know, every once in a while, I see the extension cord <laughs> that is a drop light, but the drop light part's all messed up, and the guy's just got the thing plugged into the plug on the drop light, so it's like that orange mechanics drop light, mm-hmm. but it's really just being used as like a 10-foot extension cord. <laughs> I always think that looks uh, pretty white trashy.
2: <laughs> okay. <myself. laughs>
1: uh that's that's pretty good i i i probably i put a um i put a, a paddle bit like a six inch long like one and a half inch paddle bit in a like three quarter horsepower router once trying to drill a hole in something and and had it catch had it go off <laughs> on me yeah um so that was kind of a nice misuse of a tool um i i'm you know it's it's always You know, it's always sad to see the guy with the vice grips or the locking pliers rounding over the nut because he doesn't have the doesn't have the right wrench and SAE or or standard or metric, uh, you know, wrench. That's always kind of a kind of a sad thing. Uh, Back in the Corolla house, um, since we didn't have any tools, it was a lot of uh, use of the butter knife as the (laughs) (laughs) flathead screwdriver. Yeah which is, again, very sad, and even had, and these used to break all the time. Do you remember those wrenches that were small, almost looked like a little dog bone, and they just had the hexagonal cut out at the end, of mm-hmm. all the different shapes? Yep. It was like eight wrenches in one, except for if you, if you torqued on it, it would just crack. It so had, like, bad sand casting or something.
0: Yeah, they're usually in your bicycle toolkit.
1: Yeah, the bicycle toolkit, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, those are my those are my bad
0: tools stories. <laughs> bad tools stories. Okay, Ace of the House. Tell us about that TV sh- or that uh, podcast show.
1: Uh, I do uh, my regular podcast, which is just the Adam Corolla show, and that's a daily show. And uh, you can subscribe for free and get it on iTunes or get it wherever. Like AdamCarolla dot com. And then because I like the cars and because I like the building. I do uh, Ace on the House, a sort of home improvement show, once a week, hour hour long show, and uh, I do a car cast show, which is kind of fun. It'll when I go to Laguna Seca and go racing, you'll you'll come along with me. We'll put the cameras up on the car and load up everything and go down there and show you that. And I just did one about an hour and a half ago, and we had uh, Tanner Faust in as our guest. He's a good friend and a, and really? a better driver, you know. So we get some pretty cool driving guys. You know, we'll get Vic and Cammy, uh, uh Chrissy Edelbrock will come over. Or we'll get uh, really interesting guys like Gail Banks and guys like that and just a lot of car builders, Chip Foose and these kind of guys, and they'll come do the show. And the building shows, you know, home improvement and all that, you know, and there's always comedy and and screwing around with it, and, you know, Leno do car casts, and he's in the neighborhood, and that kind of stuff, and, uh, and then the car shows, you know, talking cars, and like I said, if I go do a race, if I go do, um, I'll go do Coronado in a week and a half, and we'll put some cameras on the car, and we'll film the race, and then we'll edit it up, and then we'll come do an episode where we kind of talk, we'll talk our way through it, show you the, show you the footage, and tell you what, what's happening.
0: Let me ask you a question. Do you ever get to Florida for any of the vintage races over here, like Sebring or Daytona?
1: Not yet, but I think that'll, that'll be next. Okay, That'll be next, yeah. Um, so far, it's just basically been Sonoma, uh, Coronado, which isn't even a track, it's an airbase, mm-hmm. like Sebring. Um, um,
0: Laguna Seca. How about Laguna, Willow Springs?
1: A lot of Laguna Seca, a little bit of Willow Springs. Um, Willow Springs doesn't really have a race. As they, they just have like a track day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Track days and stuff. It's so hot and dusty. I know I keep getting <laughs> back to dust. I don't like Willow Springs. I've had too many, uh, not too many, but I've, I guess I've had bad experiences on that track. It's, it's never gotten way into the dirt uh, a few times through no faults of my own, of course. And, uh, I guess I've had some fun over there, but I, I don't know it, that track bothers me. It's too hot. <laughs> it's always hot, and so it's just, And, I, and I, I know it's, so, it's so fast and everything, but it just—I just—I'm I just not, not much good on it. I just don't like that track. I, um, I don't like that endless turn where you can't see when to come out of the thing, and you're just like looking off into the horizon. And uh, I know people like it, but I, I actually like the streets of Willow probably more than, than Willow. And that's where you do the celebrity car uh, Toyota Grand Prix stuff over there. Um, and then there's uh, let's see, Sonoma, oh, and uh, Fontana.
0: Fontana, okay, I was trying to where think Where you get t- to
1: get up on the bank, and mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. You get, I, I've, you get down the straightaway, you get to get up on the bank, and it's probably higher speed than you'll see most anywhere else. And that's kind of fun.
0: Um, between Laguna Seca and, and Sears Point, which one do you like better?
1: Well, I like Laguna Sega better just because
0: it's spray. less.
1: It's less technical. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know it better, um, and my car wasn't running. wasn't I was I was driving my uh, BRE five ten over there for the first time, and it and I didn't know it at the time, but it had lots of problems with the geometry uh, and setup on the um, suspension. A lot of stuff was like out. And it just—it made me feel like a crazy person. I was just driving. I was slow. I was—I was getting loose very easily, and it just—it it, just—I just wasn't going very good. Versus, uh, but but now that I've learned the track, uh, I like it. And if I had the car set up correctly, uh, I'd be happy. It, it's it's pretty technical and it's maybe a little too technical and uh, I like Laguna Seca just because I'm used to it. I've driven five or six seven races over there now, and I just know the track, so I just feel like I, I can drive it. It's, it's I like the I like the elevation changes mm-hmm. a lot. Um, you know, of course, the environment is great with all the people who are coming out and all the all the oh I gotta help my daughter out here <laughs> um, there you go sweet uh, I, I love the I like the you know the corkscrews great. the elevation changes are great and and the atmosphere is great mm-hmm. it's always gorgeous. it's always you know eighty degrees and wind blowing and and everybody comes out and you know you go through the corkscrew and you see everyone standing against the fence and it's just fun, you know.
0: Let it's me ask a great you. Great event. I know it's a great trip. When you come, we only got a few more minutes yet, but real quick, like the thing I like about Sears Point, and See, I'm from Northern California originally. I grew up in Marin County, but so I'm familiar with Sears Point real well. Not the, tra- I mean, I haven't driven on it, but I've ridden on it many times with people. But when you, we have a problem here at Sebring Turn One. There's a blind spot. You don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of like there just before you come up the hill where the corkscrew is. Does that mm-hmm. bother you anything? Because if a car gets out of shape up there, you're coming around the turn underneath the bridge, coming around the, making the ninety there, getting ready to set up for the corkscrew. There's nothing there, and if somebody gets out of shape and they ball up because somebody reacted because they're just, you're getting set up just for the corkscrew, does that, is that a concern of yours?
1: No, it's not. The corks, you know, the corkscrew is one of those things where you, the first time you do it, it's a little disconcerting because depending on what kind of car you're driving, mm-hmm. if you're driving a, a, a longer car like my Z car, you can't see over the hood. When you come around the first time, so it's a little disconcerting the first time or two you do it, and then once you then then it, you get used to it, and and it's not disconcerting. Um, you know, I've never really, I, I've never had any real real big time incidents over there. And you can see, you can, you're going up the hill, and yeah, you can't really see the corkscrew coming up to the top <laughs> of the hill. But you do get down, you have to get down into second gear, and you have to really slow it down coming into the corkscrew. So, if there was trouble in the corkscrew, you wouldn't be carrying the kind of speed mm-hmm. that you're, you're not carrying that much speed into it, because the first turn, that first left turn going into it, you're almost going into first gear there. So it's like, it 's not the kind of thing where you 're carrying a lot of speed going up the hill, uh, but then you 're braking so hard and down shifting so hard that by the time you get to the top of the corkscrew you're, it feels like you 've come to a stop almost, and then at that point you know if you hit somebody you hit somebody <laughs> uh, but we- it does get pretty bunched up because in the classes I race there there might be forty 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 two cars in the race and the, the Turn one or turn two, depending on what, how much you're counting, uh, you know, at, at Laguna Seca, it gets a little snuggly going through there. This <laughs> is the beginning, you know, green flag business. <laughs> and then people start to kind of string out a little bit.
0: Okay. Hey, we got uh, two minutes left. Um, welcome to Fox News, because I noticed the other night here, or last couple of weeks, I've seen you on here as a Fox News contributor. And then also, um, plug your book real quick if you want to. Uh,
1: latest book is called Not Taco Bell Material, Okay, and uh, it's basically a story of my life. And the last book, which everyone seems to think is uh, extremely funny, is called In 50 Years We'll All Be Chicks, and you can just go to Amazon (laughs) and uh, see the nice high four-and-a-half star ratings.
0: Okay. Now, Adam, would you be willing to come on again? Could I get you to come on the show again? Because I really enjoyed this. It was cool. Sure, sure. Okay. The Fox News gig, how'd that come about? Contributor,
1: Uh, You know, I think I did a rant about Occupy Wall Street and caught somebody's attention and the next thing you know, I was doing O'Reilly. And, you know, those shows are always, I shouldn't say starving for, but on the lookout for potential contributors. And if you go on and you're a good guest, they'll have you back. And then they'll have you back. And then they'll have you back. And then if you do well, eventually they'll go, hey, why don't you just come on once a week? And, uh, and that's fine. And, Why not?
0: Super. All right. Hey, Adam. Thanks for coming on the show, everybody. I want to thank my guest this evening, Adam Carolla, for coming on to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. In the meantime, don't forget the car shows tomorrow. The car show at the uh, Coffee and Cars at Dupont this weekend. Meantime, stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you at some of the car shows. Okay. To the
2: other side.
0: Right on, right on.